So if somebody uh, came to you with an idea and they want to write a story, kind of walk me through the process. Um, if they only have an idea and not a manuscript, I'll listen to their idea and answer any questions that they may have. Um, if they want to hire me to coach them with you know, writing that, or if they want to hire me to ghost write that, um, you know, we'll, we'll work on that. But as far as if you, you know, most people come to me with their manuscript already pretty much done. Okay. And um, I'll read it, see if it falls in line with what we do. Um, and basically, uh, as long as your story has a message, okay. I can publish you. Um, it doesn't have to be Christian, it doesn't have to be, you know, whatever. Because God has gifted me with this thing where whatever it is, I can make it better. If it's not good, I can make it great, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm not worried about that part. It's just, what, what are you trying to say? I want, I want it to be, I want it to matter. I want it to there has to be a point to it you know okay. so if you have a book that's full of sex and violence and all of that that's like, you're not you know the person for me well i'm like what's 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 the point in all this though you just doing those things just to do those things oh, okay but if you want to show me growth you want to say you know i once was like this and then i got over here and and not necessarily that you found jesus but you found yourself maybe maybe you found yourself you you found that i don't want to live like that and i don't have to live like that and i made it over here so i'm interested in that because there are people who are still doing that and you can help them understand you don't have to stay there and if you choose not to i can show you how to get over here you know, so you you don't want anybody like just fluff and it's not there's there's entertainment value okay. I, I i love a good story you know yeah. i'm a hallmark person i love hallmark i love a good story yeah, so there, there's there's good there's a you know that's good i think what i'm saying is i just thought i don't want it has to be something that moves me some kind of way okay um you know, if you're just coming in here and you write a bunch of hate stuff, yeah. I'm not on board with that. There's no, but if you're saying I was hating people and killing them and all this, and then now I'm over here and I'm not doing that anymore. Transformational stories, something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, and so the, the, we, we start with that. And if I, I like the story and I can work with it and you, you know, I feel like I can work with you, um, I'll give you a proposal. And the proposal includes any suggestions I may have for your manuscript. Um, how much we can do it for, how long we, I think it'll take. Um, and if you agree with the proposal, then we, um, we'll get you a contract and you'll pay your deposit, give me your manuscript and when we get started. Typically, uh, and I know it's hard to define typically. <laughs> <laughs> so how long usually the process is that you, you've been finding like the average? It, it depends on the book, of course. Mm -hmm. um, if it's just a quick little, like, see this book there, that, that's a quick little devotional, that book can take three months. Okay. Um, if you got a big old huge, like, Phyllis Hodges is getting ready to yes. release her uh, history book. We worked on that for over a year. Okay. Um, so it just depends on the book. So, I, you know, I try not to go past the year, and I try not to promise less than three months. Um, so I'll say three, three months to a year is the, is the typical time frame and um what i know i know you kind of talked about it you said hey what other writing that you're not really interested in um i don't know that i'm that interested would be the right word but okay. i try to stay away from um technical uh, technical manuals thesis and things of that nature because i personally am not an editor Gotcha. Um, and so I would have to go f and the people that I work with they are generally not you know but if, if someone came to me and they had that then I would go seek an editor for that book because not all editors can edit 
any book. You know, True. I have a, a female in Canada, a uh, Caucasian lady, very, very technical. And I just had a guy, <clears throat> his name's Chris Ware, he released Before I Let Go, was well, an urban romance. And she was in there changing stuff. And I'm like, you know, you, you can't do that. <laughs> you know? So it may be technically correct, but, you know, if you, you get people talking in a prison, they are not speaking that way. So that's not logical. That's not believable, you yeah. know. So you have to match the right editor with the right, uh, with the right story. And so if I, I, if I get those books, and I typically don't, but if I were to get those, I would pause about that because I'm a creative writer too and so I, there's nothing I could probably do with a thesis other than I can read it and it'll probably be up here off my head so you know I, I'd have to find someone if I couldn't find someone then I probably would have to pass on that and I could probably send them someplace because I know other publishers okay. who could probably handle that for them. Now how do you help um, the writer find finding he or she's voice? That is a great question. Um, some people have recognized their voice but more often than not they will come in here to tell me like I had a woman her husband was killed and she her story was about him she said so I'm reading the manuscript and I'm like no actually the story is about you that your husband dying is your niche that's why people will listen to you that's why people will care about what you're writing because you have this traumatic experience but your story is actually about forgiveness and how to overcome grief Hmm. You know, so, uh, and I love those types of stories. I had, I had one man come in here and his story was all technically written and really, you know, pr you know, composed and stuff. And so he sat in my chair and I had read his manuscript before he got here and I thought, what do you, what do you need this for? Go print it and publish it. You know, it's that well written. <clears throat> and he sat down and he was talking to me. And usually the guy is also, also gifted me with this thing that people want to tell me all their business. Yeah. So he come in too. here and he was telling me everything. I said, why didn't you put that in here? Why didn't you put that in here? That needs to be in here. And his book was released and every com comment he got was about, oh, I love the fact that you told this story. I love the mm. fact that you told that story. Because what happens is, let's say you're a judge and you're telling people, okay, do this law and do this law and do this law. And the people who are breaking the law are like, he don't know nothing. He don't know nothing about my struggle. But the minute you open up your mouth and say, I used to steal, they're like, oh, wait a minute, what? You did yeah. what? Now he, now I got, you have my attention, and now I can tell you, I can tell you how to get over, because you're going to listen. You believe me, I have credibility. You're not okay. preaching to me, you're teaching me. And that makes all the difference. And so I help people figure out what the story is. Okay. Yeah. Um, if somebody, how do, how do you help people get past the dreaded, writer's block <laughs> um, <clears throat> there's an outline uh, and I tell people focus on the story most people what hangs them up is they're trying to edit yes. so don't edit you're not an editor you're an author you're a writer write the story if you can't write it record it because it's just like we're talking just tell me the story and let me figure out how to get it on paper and how to present it and once I tell people that they just start writing. They just start writing. You don't have to figure out the order, where it goes, yes. any of that. If it sounds right, that's my job. That's that's the purpose in hiring me. Because all you have to do is tell me the story. You don't even have to tell me the complete story. Give me the highlights. I can fill it in. That's mm. ghostwriting. So okay. I just kind of take the pressure off of them. You know, yes. and let them know it's okay. You don't have to have the answers. You don't even have to know the whole story. Because oftentimes, you know, I might say, well, Freddie, what happened when you was five? Oh, I don't know. 
But if you start writing, it starts coming to you. You'll just start remembering things. You know what? I forgot about that. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. So I just kind of help them hold their hand and help them understand the process of what writing is actually about. Everyone is not even a writer, but you, 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 everyone is. An, everyone has the potential to be an author. Authors tell stories. Mm, tell me your story, okay. and then if you need a writer, I can write it for you. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. I have another question. Um, what? Tell me, like, one of your most rewarding people that you, you kind of worked with, or story you know that you helped put out, or. Ah, that's just like saying, which one of your children do you love better? <laughs> uh, let's see. Probably the one that probably sticks out the most for me right now is we're still working on her. Um, she came to me with this story as explosive because she's, she's black and she's female. And she's living this life that's just absolutely crazy. <laughs> and it's so, and I, I, I feel like I'm a non-judgmental person. There's not much that will get me to be like, oh my God. But I read her manuscript and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so they were run me out of Arkansas for printing this, you know. Mm. And I thought, oh, I can't believe I can do this. And then I said, okay, now you're being a hypocrite because you said, yes. you know. So I said, because hmm. I didn't see a point in it. I didn't, cause I, I didn't, I couldn't relate to that. So, so I, I just, I said, okay, we'll print it. And I have <laughs> my nephew's in prison. And he's in there for 50 years. He's never gonna get out. He wrote this story. He wanted me to print it, you know, publish it for him. And I didn't want to say no to him because I wanted to give him hope. I didn't want him, you know, all you gotta wake up to every day is writing. Well, I'm gonna help you. Yeah. So I created an imprint called Black Butterfly. We published stuff some steamy stuff over there you know and, okay. that, and people may or may not associate with that with me but you know that was my way of around that so I, I'm thinking okay well I'll just put over there with Black Butterfly you know well in the process of publishing her story her son is killed mm. her story went from trashy smut to over here there's this oh kind of moment and one of the things that sticks out is she had a conversation with her son before he passed he said, Mama, do you love me? He, she said, yeah. He, he said, well, do you love me more than you love God? She said, well, I'm not supposed to say that I do, but I do. And his son's name was Elijah. And so uh, he, he, he passed. And one of the things that she wrote was, now that God, that my son is with God, there's nothing standing in my way of putting him first in my life. Mm. That's a powerful statement. <laughs> <laughs> you go from over here, you doing all this smutty stuff, yeah. to now you're saying, you know what I'm saying? So, and throughout her, the whole story is just so crazy. I mean, we're flashing back. That's how we decided to do it, it's flashbacks. So one, one moment, she's just full out crazy, and then the next moment, she's just all, you know, I don't, you know, if, if I, how can I love God like this and still have these desires that mm. I'm, you know, and lots of people have that. Yes. It may not be to that extreme, but it's something. You know, you may say, well, I, I keep drinking so much when I love God. That's the message. And I didn't get it until that point of the story. Mm. So that's, and that just said to me, this is why you do what you do. <laughs> because if she's doing that, she's not the only person in this world who's doing that. And the thing of the book, you know, the book is it has this um, this cover that, you know, people go, oh, you know, and the people who, wouldn't even give God a second thought, maybe. They're going to pick up that book. They're going to be reading. They don't know what's waiting for them at the end of that book. You know, I love that. The thought of that. 
you know, winning souls. <laughs> you know, it's like bait. You know, I'm gonna put this stanky fish out here for you. So she took a bite. <laughs> <laughs> and she's on board with it. You know, so I thought she was gonna say, "No, nah, you trying to make me churchy? I'm not trying to make you churchy. You have a message. God is using you for that." You just bring out the story that that's there. I bring out the story that's there. I put some air on it, if you will. You know, she's been living in the shadows and hiding. It's so funny because she wanted to do it under an, an anonymous name. Mm-hmm. It's so bad, you know. And now she's like, well, my son's dead. Put my name on it. I can understand that. There's a lot, couple stories I want to do anonymous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, I, and I understood, too, with him being so young. You don't want him to have to deal with, with your yeah. stuff. But she said now. So let's see what else. Um, how do you help people... Okay, so they they wrote the book, they got it back, they ordered some. What is like the next step? Marketing, um, and we talk about that uh, in the beginning because you know I'm a small company, so I don't have a marketing department, I don't have a marketing team, and I actually I do a lot of the work myself, so I'm kind of owner operator right now. Okay. Because um, I'm teaching the people who I work with how to do what I do, and some of it you just can't teach you know it's just it's a god-given gift i recognize that but i know those people are out there and they'll come to me they'll find me but in the meantime the marketing is something um we do on a limited basis if you want that that's extra because then i go out and i hire people to do that part for me um so you know if you go on my facebook page you'll see some of my books when they come out i announce them and if they come in here and say you know what i need help we have a conversation i give them ideas i put them in touch with um, people who do marketing help them that way um, there are some things we can do within our system um, for instance I can put them in this catalog that all the schools and all the libraries they use that catalog or their books for you okay. know, that, from that so it's, it's there are things that we can do but we don't marketing doesn't necessarily come with the package gotcha. and what I decided to do was to break my package all the way down to the bare bones everybody don't need marketing everybody don't want marketing everybody don't want a hundred books to come with their package that takes off a tremendous amount off the top. So if all you have is two grand to get your book published, okay, we do that. While we're doing that, you're pre- you're gathering more income resources so that when the book is published, then you can print your own copies. Maybe you still don't need 100. Maybe you want 50. Maybe you want 25. I don't know. I have people publish a book and never order one. They just mm. let their customers go by. Okay. You know, so I feel like I don't want to make you take stuff you don't need. You know, I had one customer uh, she said you know do you do um, publicists you offer publicist services and I was like no she said well I'm just asking because they're out here charging twenty five hundred to five thousand dollars a month I said what you don't need that anyway you don't you will not recoup that as and that's just being real with them and I let them know you're not going to come in here pay me fifteen hundred dollars and just go make millions that's not going to happen it's not going to happen overnight it can happen it happened to Elin Harris but it takes work you know, to do something like that. So we have real conversations, and I don't promise people something that I can't get because okay. word of mouth will tear you up. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and so I don't, I can't control what people lie on me. I can't control that. But the truth, I can control that. How do you get clients? Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth. And then um, I have a web designer, and they do that SEO yeah. stuff. So, and I've had some hits off of it. One person walked in here off the street, you know, found you on Google. So you did. (laughs) And, 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 you know, and that's still God because I'm not number one on the Google list. If you type in publishers, I'm not going to come up first. So he had to 
these vegans still. Um, and then we try to join, you know, like the Better Business Bureau and the Chamber and stuff like that to try to, but for the most part, I don't have time to market myself. You know, I have 25 books of my own that I've written. Mm. I don't advertise them. I don't market them. Don't you don't put them on your site? They're on my site. Okay. But I don't talk about them and, and have events and, and all of that. I, I'm, I'm going to, <laughs> but right now, and, and I have this list over here, one, two, three, those are three books. I, I, I publish in between, you know, as things come to me. Because when they come to me, they're already done. God is just like, here's this, write it, do it. And mm -hmm. so I do. So they go real fast for me, mine. And I just, when they come out, they come out. So you you really follow your faith in mm -hmm. publishing? Oh, oh, oh my goodness. I yeah. have to. I have to. It's your compass. Mm -hmm. I, tell, I had one with that lady laughing. I said, I'm at SBFP, single back single black female publisher I gotta rely on God yeah. <laughs> you know and I, I was like, God you know, I, I, you know I'm 40 almost 50 and I was like you know I've, I've never thank you I've not been out of a relationship this long it's been almost five years and I said okay I don't know what you're doing you don't want anyone to say she did this because she had a husband you know helping this is all him and it doesn't make sense on paper but here we are so let's 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 go back a little bit. I know you said earlier that you know you worked uh, 15 years um, Blue in back to, uh, Blue, Cross. Blue Cross, and then you told me that you have like an accounting degree. No, I started with the starting an accounting yeah. degree. Yeah. But you end up getting a creative writing yes. degree. Yes. Yeah, creative writing English. Tell us, because I know I know I talked to a lot of people that, that wants to start a business. How did you get past the terror barrier? The, what? the terror barrier, you know. Oh. <laughs> Like, I want to do this full time, but... <laughs> okay, so I, I, I never wanted to do this full time. Um, my brother was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Okay. And he and I had begun to have conversations, and he kept saying stuff like, well, I wish I would have. And, you know, when God heals me, because he had faith right up until the end. When God heals me, I'm going to do this. And, you know, and I thought, I don't want to be at the end of my life saying well, mm. what I wish I would have done. I want to say, you know, I tried that puncture thing and it didn't work for me, but I tried it, you know. And I thought, oh, okay. So my goal at the time of, of his passing was I wanted to publish a book. <laughs> <laughs> publish a book. So in the process of me publishing the book, it didn't come out the way it was in my head. And I'm like, and, and then the cost of it was crazy. Two grand just for illustrations that's not the book that's just the pictures oh. I thought I can't afford this I have lots and lots of books in my head I gotta figure this thing out how am I gonna do this and so in the process of me figuring it out for myself people start saying you know can you do it for me can you do it for me can you do it for me I'm like well yeah I can and that built my portfolio because <clears throat> by the time I got ready to actually start my business then you, you ask me well what have you done well I've done this you know so I just kind of backed into it um, I probably should have started it when I was working at Blue Cross because I could have used that, those resources to fund my you know my life uh, while I was getting my business off the ground because we're four years in so we're still yeah. in our infancy stage and so um, financially it's, it's crazy but somehow it's working because just you know I try and I try to leave he won't let me leave <laughs> you know I apply for jobs and they're like no <laughs> you know and I said well I'm just gonna sit here and let the doors close and then well here's some money go pay your rent you know that kind of thing so God is just 
He's it's following him. Everything's he's providing everything. Yeah, and I feel you know I'm too I'm too far in to turn back now. You know, you, you swim so far out to turn back. It's just as far to you know to go forward. No, I I I, I want to talk about like a point that you made that you know you should have started at uh, when you was at Blue Cross. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I have found like I've helped a lot of business mm-hmm. start a business, and they end up being a crutch and they end up being stuck. Yeah. Because they didn't want to compare yeah, what it and, was. and you get used to the, you know, you get used to the lifestyle. You you truly have to um, be ready to have nothing. Yes. How bad do you want it? Yeah. You know, you, you, hear, you hear the story about Tyler Perry sleeping in his car. He mm-hmm. wanted that thing bad, didn't yes. he? And I said, Lord, please don't take me down that path. <laughs> you know? Babe, you, but if you, you get Tyler Perry at the end, I'm, I'm like, I'm just saying I know you. But <laughs> he didn't know. No. You know, he didn't no. know. And I've had people prophesize to me and tell me where I'm going to be. And I've had people come in here and, and just out the blue telling me things. So I know where I'm going to end up. So that helps me. Just hang on, hang on, hang on, you know. But um, I would tell people, you know, Jazz, ML yeah, Magazine, yeah, she's yeah. in that thing. She's in that thing right now. Yes. She went back to a job. and so, um, But it's part-time. And so you, you have to... If I had to do it all over again, the way I would do it is when I was at Blue Cross, I would set up a goal. I would work with a financial person about business, mm-hmm. learn what all of my expenses are going to be. And, and instead of going buying a, uh, a coach purse, <laughs> I would take that $300, put it in my business account. You know, And that's what I would do. And I would, when I reached my financial goal with the help of my business um, uh, coach, then I would go ahead and just both feet get in there because you can't do both, you know, sort of like serving two masters. You, you can't. I was working eight hours at that insurance company and then I would come home and, and work myself to death. And I just, you can't do that. You know, I was being ineffective. I had to choose. I had to choose and I chose, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this thing. And it was scary. <laughs> but I didn't have a husband. I didn't have children. Probably if I had had those things, I wouldn't have done it because... Okay. It's one thing to sacrifice for yourself. I don't mind eating uh, tuna every day for a week if I have to. But to ask your husband or your children to make that sacrifice for your dream, I don't know that I would have done that. I don't know. It's like, like I'll push back. I know for me, one of one of my motivation factors is the fact that I have my sons and my daughter, and I want to model that I'm pursuing happiness. I may not reach it, and it's not easy. Yeah. So then they would reach for whatever they, they want to go for. I mean, I see that, and I understand that, but, <laughs> but you know, it's, when they but say, there's, oh, there's times, we gotta eat beans again. <laughs> there's times, like, I need some soccer shoes. You can't get no soccer shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, and, 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 and you know, I, I would have to have a conversation, and, uh, you know, are you on board with this? This is what's going to happen. Yes. This is what we're going to be looking at, that kind of thing, you know. But me being the, the person that I am, and it's probably why God, why it happened that way, because everybody was before me. Uh, okay. You know, I, I didn't put myself on the list. And this is me putting myself on the list, stepping out there and doing what it is that's in my heart to do, what God gave me to do. You know, grown children, divorce. All right, let's do this. And you're still putting people first because you, you help them develop their voice. I am. <laughs> I am. You're just getting paid to do so, as you should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what else um, tell me what, what what did they get with your services um, depends on what they pick because we, we have kind of like an a la carte kind of thing but most packages come with um, 
paperback. You can you can choose paperback or hardback. Okay. Um, you know the typical things that you have to have to publish a book: the ISBN number, the copywriting. Um, if there's going to be illustrations, we handle that. The editing, the layout of the book, okay. um, cover, uh, front and back, and spine text. Um, all that for fifteen ninety-seven. All of that. Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's, and, and, and that's the thing. Most of my authors, though, they're first-time authors. They don't have a clue yes. that they're getting a bargain. They just think, this is what you're supposed to be getting. You know, and, and so when they say stuff like, well, you know, because my contracts are just for a year. So after the year, if you want to go somewhere else, take your book somewhere else, God bless you. I'm going to help you. Oh, so yeah, okay. I'm going to lock you in for a year. And so, because I know what you're going to find when you go out there. I know what you're going to find. So you'll be back, you know. Do you help them um, put the, the digital book? Ebooks. We e-books? do we do paperback, hardback, ebook, audiobooks. Okay. Um, audiobooks. Audiobooks. Spanish translations. Huh. Mm-hmm. No, that's not all for the fifteen ninety seven. No, 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 that's, that's the extra. Yeah, <laughs> right. Make sure everybody knows. But um, you always get more than you pay for. Okay. So if you pay me fifteen ninety seven for one book, I'm say you know you probably gonna need a workbook. Uh, that's what I did with this man. Um, he just had a book, and he had all of his information in the book. And I thought, well, you you probably need to pull that out and put it in here um, to enhance. You know, I love workbooks. I just think if you're going to teach yes. me something, yes. I need to be able to make my own notes. You yes. know, your words are good, but I need to break it down for myself. I need some examples, you know, some, so that's what we did. And so you pay for this, but you get this. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And the reason why we can do that, you'll see, same cover, not costing me anything but time. Value that. But he's, he's very pleased. This is the man that I said came in here. He was a professional, and we put him in the story. Gotcha. You know, so it works. Um, let's see what else questions I can ask. What about, like, do you, okay, I know this is part of the marketing part. Do you help them do the book signings? We will. Um, they have the option to use this location because it's free. Okay. And if they use this location, we'll provide the um, punching cookies or punching cake. Okay. And then anything else they may they may want, you know, they have to bring that in themselves. Um, if they want to do an off-site in a different location, um, we don't get into that. Okay. Um, I do try to show up, but there's so many people, and I'm doing so much. I could be somewhere every day doing something, and I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I try to pick and choose, and I try to be there, and I try to be supportive, and get on Facebook and talk, but Facebook will drain your life. Yes, yes, so, yes, you lose 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, so my gosh. So, um, and but and if I hear, like, if I'm someplace and, you know, I'm having something, and they say, you know, we need someone to come in and, and talk about relationships. I go, I, I, I talk to that person and say, hey, I got a person for you. Gotcha. So I, you know, I do market for them. Like I, I got him a speaking engagement uh, in High Springs at the college where I teach sometimes. She's looking for speakers. And so, you know, I do stuff like that. If okay. I see an opportunity, I, I turn them on to it. You know, contests and things like that, you know. And what's your name of your company? Butterfly Typeface Publishing. How did you come up with that name? Well, I love butterflies because the whole metamorphosis thing typeface it's just a font so it was like it was just a natural just put those two together okay okay yeah. and you've been and if somebody wanted to contact you um they can contact me via my website which is probably the best way because there's all this information on there um www.butterflytypeface.com okay or they can call my office phone 501-823-0574 
have a business mobile, 501-681-0080. And I also have uh, email info at butterflytypeface.com. And um, do you see anything out here that's kind of like you wish somebody would write a book about? My thing is I just wish everyone would write their story. And I get that sometimes people have not gotten to their story yet. I get yeah. that. But there, most of us have. And the reason why that's so important to me is because um, if you don't tell your story, someone's going to. Someone yes. else is going to. And they're more often than not not going to get it right. When I was uh, in, in comp class, she would have us reading poetry or something. And she would say, well, what was the writer thinking? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to have to guess. I know what, what I'm thinking when I read it. But I don't know what you were thinking. No. So I tell me. I want authors to say, you know, if you're going to do a book of poetry, tell me why you wrote that. If you're going to write this book, then, you know, talk to me. Don't make people wonder. Don't make people guess. You know, the the stories that I love the most are the ones that are told by the person, like Coretta Scott King. I want, I know, I want to know her story. Don't tell me. You know, I have one book I bought that... Um, about Harriet Tubman because I wanted to know more about her mm. and the author kept saying well she might have thought perhaps she thought maybe she thought and I, I can't read that no. I don't care what you think what does she think you know and so those are the stories that I'm interested in writing you know and another thing that strikes me is you know I, I, I've told God one time we need some new miracles because these old ones they old the people thinking well mm. He used to walk on water. He don't know more, mm. you know. So then what started happening, people was coming to me telling me their stories. Oh, I went to the doctor. I have scar tissue, but I haven't had any surgery. I'm healed. That, that kind of thing. I mean, miracles are happening, but you're not telling people. You just tell mm. me a little five people around you, but the world needs to know. God doing surgery on people now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like to know. <laughs> you're right. You know, so... That's why I think it's important for everybody to tell their story. Everybody has one. And if I sit down with you 30 minutes, I'll, I'll know what the story is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, let's see uh, you said you've you written uh, 24 books? About, last time I counted, I think it was about 25 that have a publication. Yeah. Oh, I know what's going to happen. What was the youngest person you worked with? A Kyrie Williamson. Okay. She's here in Arkansas. She's eight. Okay. She wrote Twinkle. She's oh, everywhere. I've Twinkle. Mm -hmm. Yes. And she's she's the youngest. She is a natural born author. She came in here with her author attitude. Because <laughs> I was I made the mistake and I learned from that. I'm, I'm talking to her grandmother. Mm. And she's over there frowning all up and I'm like, Why's mom just look at her? It's because I want to speak into her. It's about it was her her work, yeah. and she told me what she wanted. She had a picture book, and she said, "I want a table of contents." Well, we don't children's books don't have you know, and I'm like, "She's what I want." <laughs> so, okay, so we figured it out. She got what she wanted, and it turned out great. And I thought, "Oh, you know," so you can it. learn something from anybody if you're open to it, yeah. you know. So she's and if you've not heard her speak. I haven't heard this one. You need to check her out. You, yeah. you may want to interview her. She's awesome. Okay. Her grandmother says, I said, do you coach her? She's like, no, I tell her where we're going, what these people do, what they want her to do. And she goes out there and she does it. And everybody loves her. She's been on THV. She's been, she's talked to the Department of Education. She's talked to the mayor of Jacksonville. And she's been to Washington. Somebody gave them an all-expense paid trip to speak 
at a bully rally because that's what the book is about. I mean, she's just amazing. She's, you know, one day I'll be old and I'll be like, oh, <laughs> I work with that little girl. <laughs> you know? And she's, she's just around she, the room. She is just going to explode. How would, how do you suggest a parent to help flourish or, you know, help, help promote their children's writing? Um, first of all, I would encourage them to do that. I would encourage them to uh, make their children read every single day. Reading increases your vocabulary. I'm living proof of that. I come from Holly Grove. And if you go to Holly Grove right now today and you hear them speak, you're like, <laughs> you know, and I remember, I'm sure I spoke that way at some point. I had to, but I'm such an avid reader. I'll, anything I could get, I, I read. And so my enunciation may have lacked, you know, <laughs> but I knew the words. I knew the right words. And more often than not, people say, you trying to sound white. Yeah, I heard that before. No. Like, what My is English teacher said, this is how you say this word. So that's how, you know, so, uh, but have them read every day. Have them write something every day. And, and then, you know, uh, because no matter what profession they end up in, it's going to be very important. Okay. You know, and you don't want to, uh, Kevin Hunt, another one of my authors. I know him. Oh, his story is amazing. And it wasn't until I met him that, you know, an adult, illiterate person, this did not make no sense to me. How how can you be? And he explained it to me, you know, you just, you context clues and what other people are saying and you, 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 you make up excuses for things. You know, he said people would give him job applications and he'd say, you know, I'm going to go up to the store and fill that out. And you don't think nothing of it, (laughs) you know. But, and he said it was just like living in, in a cloud. You know, you're walking around, you see signs, and we take all that for granted. He couldn't read them, mm. you know. And then now look at him. Yes, and now he's going around speaking everywhere. Got a successful book. He is awesome. He gives me chills. I was sitting there reading the book, and I'm just crying like I hadn't read this thing before. <laughs> but it was just it's so powerful. It's so powerful how God worked in that man's life, you know. He spoke, he spoke his own success, though, too, because he kept saying, I'm going to go to school, Grandma. I'm going to go to school, Grandma. He had no intentions, but he was saying it. Yeah. And when she passed, he felt so bad for having lied to her. Next thing he know, he at the door of the GED place. And he, like, he don't remember getting out the car. you know. <laughs> and then, then all of a sudden, now here we are full circle. He's working with the, you know, the, uh, at the Clinton School. Uh, so, parents. I, and I say this sometimes on Facebook. Do your child have a library? Why not? Mm. What do they have a library of books? Why not? You know, we spend. We need to be more intentional about where we spend our money. True. You know, we need to invest in our children. You know, um, if you can't afford to buy them books, take them to the library. Free all day. Yeah. yeah. So. And more often than not, I can tell if a child reads. Because it's, it's how they speak. If their vocabulary is limited, you know, my daughter works for a daycare center and her son is four, but he goes to a row nine or something. So she brings him home. She creates homework papers for her children at, at her school. She brings them home and gives them to her son. And, you know, we take it for granted. He's reading and counting and speaking well. And then, but when we see him next to a child who isn't doing that, it's like, wow. You know, it's, it's so evident. You know, that child don't know ABCs, don't know colors, don't know their phone number, barely their name, can't spell, can't write. And so you know what's going to happen if they get to a school and they don't have a teacher who's invested in them. They're just going to pass them. Yeah. And then they'll be, you know, lost, acting out. 
So why not prevent that? Start now. You know, in the books that we do, they are heavyweight books. We talk about death and divorce and molestation and all of these things. People say, why are you writing like books like that? It's supposed to be fun. Kids, these things are happening to yeah. our children. And if you don't talk about them, somebody's going to, and it may not be what you they're want them to know. They're going to YouTube it. No, do you do, like, um, creative workshops? I do workshops. I, I used to do them every month, um, but people weren't coming. So now I do them on, the, on them, do them on an as-needed basis. So, and I love workshops. Love teaching. That's why I'm thinking about teaching because, in the, in the in the publishing world, I don't know that people are getting it. You know, you come in here with your manuscript. You really don't want to know how to fix it. Most people don't. They just yeah. publish it. You know, but I want to. I'm interested in teaching people how to do it. You know, so I love my workshops. Um, I love um, the one-on-one, the, the the intimate part of it. You know, tell me your story, and people want to tell their stories. They are hurting to tell their stories. More often than not, people cry. Yes. We're working on their story here just crying. Like, like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> I know why you crying. But, you know, it's, it's, it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Um, please say your name. Iris Williams. Iris M. Period. Williams. Uh, do I have permission to use this? You do. Absolutely. 